In today's message, Pastor Josh Brady continues with week two of our three-week Easter series. He's preaching from the book of John in chapter 19 today, where we see Jesus' crucifixion and death. As we listen, may we feel the weight of Jesus' sacrifice, even as we anticipate the rest of the story. We pray that God will both challenge and change us as we hear from his word. If you have your Bibles, would you open them again to John 19? Um, There's a reason this is called Good Friday when we get to it in the scripture. But as you can imagine, it did not feel very good for those who were there that day. Because what they had envisioned on that first day, that Palm Sunday, that first day of the week, they envisioned this going in a whole different direction. They envisioned that this new king would come into town and he would change everything. That he would not only change the oppression that was from Rome, but also the oppression that came from the law and the religious leaders who held the law so tightly. They just knew, they just knew that this man was going to come and change everything about their life. And so as the week continued, things became evident that it was going to be different. Probably even more so for the disciples who were closest to Jesus. And so I want you to focus. We read a lot, 42 verses, just a second ago. And for the next few minutes, I want you to look at three of them. I want you to go to verse 28. John 19, verse 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. And a jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of sour wine on a hyssop branch, and they held it to his mouth. There's got to be a question that pops into your mind. The question is, what did he know was finished? The Bible says, knowing uh, that all was now finished, what was that thing? Was Was it the fact that we are nearing the end of Jesus' life, and he thinks, okay, good, the crucifixion is about to be over. Maybe, maybe it was the pain that he was experiencing because, look, we, hopefully we have many, many, many more Easter's together and we dive into this story in a different angle every single year. But to go without too much detail, the cross was just icing on the suffering cake. That for the hours leading up to this moment, our Savior was beaten. The, the Greek word for what happened is he was scourged. Meaning more than likely, as he was stripped completely naked, men took whips that had nine tails, and there would be shards of metal and shards of glass, and they would beat against his back, not just to hit him, but to rip the flesh from his bones. Maybe he was thinking, we're at the end of the suffering. We're at the end of the pain. We're at the end of this agony that has probably gone on for the last 12 to 15 hours. But do you remember last week? Last week when we looked at at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane 
In Matthew chapter 26, verse 39, we heard what Jesus prayed to the Father. He said this, My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Drinking of the cup, filled with God's wrath for all sin, is what was now finished. Don't miss what he is saying in this moment. As he is seeing all of this now finished, what did he do? He drank the entirety of the cup. John the Baptist said, as was recorded in John uh, chapter 1, verse 29, said this, Behold the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sin of the world. And that's exactly what he came to do, and that's exactly what he did. But from here, we move to what I think is Jesus' most famous and most powerful statement that he uttered on this side of eternity. Look at verse 30. And when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. Jesus said, It is finished. Church. What you believe about this phrase, what you believe about this moment will determine how the rest of your life will unfold. It is in this moment, it is in this statement that our belief in Christ, everything about it hinges here. Because what you believe changes everything about how you live. Not just for a moment in a service where you respond to salvation, but it's how you live every day. It's how you walk in confidence or you walk in fear. Being that this phrase is so important, let us take a closer look. Because in the English translation, you get three words. It is finished but it's one Greek word, teleste. It is the most powerful word in the Greek and is only this version. Now there are different variants of it throughout scripture, but this word is mentioned twice. And it is in the three verses that we just mentioned. Meaning it is completely finished. Not finished until the next time or finished until the next one, but completely finished. Nothing left to do, nothing left to accomplish. And just a moment ago, I said what you believe about this phrase and about this moment will determine how you live the rest of your life. If you believe that this word doesn't mean completely finished, if you believe that there is something else left for you to do, you will spend the rest of your life in constant tension trying to finish his job yourself. Let that sink in because maybe this is the moment that you realize, is this why I'm exhausted all the time and this book is a burden to me and not a delight? Because if you come to this law, if you come to this book and you say, I've got to do this for God to love me, you will always be disappointed. Because you can't do it. I can't do it. And that's why it is good news that he came and did it. Give him praise. Give him praise today. 
The terrible problem is that we will never be enough. We will never have enough. We will never do enough to finish it ourselves. We will never have enough in us to pay the debt that we owe for the sin that we have committed. It is literally what hell is like. Eternity isn't long enough for us to be able to pay off our sin's debt. So it is in that place of hell that some people will spend an eternity and they will toil and toil and toil and never be able to repay. There is no hope. There is no life. There is no freedom. There is no relief. If you live this way, you will begin to see God, not as the loving father that he is, but as a vengeful dictator. One second, he's okay. And the next second, he's uncontrollably angry, causing you to live your life on eggshells with everything that you do, say, or think, hoping to not accidentally mess up and cause him to fly off the handle and cause chaos for you in your life. That's what that life leads to. It is a burden that is too heavy to bear. But if you do believe what Jesus did, and you do believe what he said is true, if you believe that it is truly finished, then everything changes for you. You are now set free. In that moment, Jesus broke the bonds of sin that hold us down. We no longer have to try harder or do better in hopes of God loving us because of our efforts to keep his law. We are fully known and we are fully loved, not because of us, but because of Christ. And so that's why we come to this season, church, and this is literally our season. Because if it's not for Easter, we have no hope. If Jesus didn't go to the cross and come out of the grave, we have nothing, but he did. And now we have everything. There's freedom in Christ. It is called good news for a reason. Church, listen to me. You don't have to keep trying to please God. Christ, please God for us. So what do you do from here, Josh? Do I just go and do what I want? No, 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 no. What we get to do is our lives are surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ. And now everything we do isn't because we have to, it's because we get to. I get to serve my Lord. I get to walk with my King. I get to walk with the one who defeated hell, death, and the grave, and I get to spend an eternity with him starting today. That's the good news of the gospel. If you hear me say anything today, I am begging you with all that I am to throw yourself on the mercy of Jesus Christ. Believe on him, put your hope and trust in him and be saved in him today. Father, we thank you so much for the gift of your word. We thank you, God, for the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. We thank you, God, that there's freedom there's freedom and salvation, God. We are thankful for on that fateful day so many years ago that when, if we were standing there, it would have looked like the enemy had won. But you were doing something that we could not yet understand. But it wouldn't be too much longer 
that we would experience life in a way that we never thought possible. So Lord, now as we stand on this side of the cross, help us always walk in resurrection power as we continually walk hand in hand with you, trusting your mercy over our life. Jesus, we love you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others, and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.